it's about your book. How do you call it? The notion? The notion. The notion. Okay. You wrote this book in Setswana. Did you have any experience looking for a word in Setswana to describe an experience in your post-Setswana life that you probably encountered on the English streets? Did you have any difficulty inventing a new word? I wouldn't necessarily call it difficulty. I would say it was a challenge. And it was a challenge that I was happy to take on because the role of the writer is to develop language. The role of the writer is to ensure that language grows, um, that we come up with new terminology to describe things that are there in our lives that we don't necessarily have the words in our existing language to describe. Give me an example of such a word. One simple word would be romance. I mean, what is what is the Setswana word for romance? Yeah. So um, how did you jump that? Uh, so you know, I'm, I mean, this is erotica. So you can imagine that there's a lot of words that go with um, eroticism that don't necessarily exist in the Setswana language um, that I had to invent as I went along. Uh, so give me a word. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one know? specific word in the book. So, strip clubs. Strip clubs. But I use the word dikapolo. Dikapolo. Yes. So, dikapolo means to remove your clothes. Mm-hmm. But it's a place where people remove their clothes. Okay. And so, I use that word in that context in the book. Um, it's not a word that existed and that was used in that context in the past in the okay. Sotswana language. But when people read this book, um, they will immediately understand what that means in okay. the context of this particular book, in how the word was used. All right. So, the other issue is this is erotica. It is. And in the popular consciousness, the traditional society is more conservative. It is not, I know. Mm-hmm. But that's the perception that some words are not used in a polite conversation. Did you find that also a problem, writing, that you had to put down in words scenarios that are usually not talked about yeah. often, particularly in your traditional context? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what I grappled with from the start until the finish of the book. As you say, in our African languages, we're very conservative. If you look at, at the Setswana canon yeah. from the beginning of time until where we are, yeah. um, people prefer to use euphemism to explain things, and you know, nobody wants to say things exactly as they are. And I took it upon myself to be brave and to be bold and to tell that narrative without thinking too much about what people are going to say once the product is finished and um, it's sitting in front of them. But obviously it's a work of art and it needs to be presented in a palatable manner so that the person that's going to read the book is not... uh, I wasn't going for shock, I wasn't going for sensationalism, I just wanted people to enjoy this as a work of art, but I wanted to be bold and brave and write in a fashion that hasn't been used in the past by such other writers. So writers usually have an internal sense of which means they have somebody in mind that mm. they are trying to be careful about. Yeah. So do you have any internal sensors? Are <laughs> parents alive? Are you thinking, what if mama and papa <laughs> are reading this book? What if your children? So did you have any internal sensor you had to explain mentally to get the freedom to write what you wrote? That's very true. Um, so I've got a 13-year-old daughter, yeah. and my parents are elderly. Yeah. Fortunately, they're both still alive. And you think about them and you, you wonder what their response is going to be yeah, when, when they read the book. I've been ducking and diving. My mother has been asking for this, copy, for, for this book 
ever since it was published yeah. in February of 2021. Yeah. And as far as I'm aware, up until this point, she hasn't been able to read the book because I've made sure <laughs> that I keep it as far away from her as possible because I don't know how she's going to react. Um, I'm, I'm the youngest at home. Um, you know, my, my my parents, both my parents, as I said, are both elderly. So it's, it's not a it's not an easy conversation for me to to share with my parents necessarily. Well, I have to congratulate you that you managed to silence those sensors to get a book written. <laughs> it's usually an uphill mountain. Yeah. What about reception? Popular reception. How's the reception been so far for your book? The reception has been incredible from Sitsona writers. So for the longest time, Sitsuana writers were writing with the pure intention of having their work read in schools. So they had to conform to certain standards and not push the envelope too far. And so what we've started to see in Sitsuana writing in particular, I mean, we've got authors like Sabatam Pomukai who wrote a book called Haki Medisa. Um, there was a sequel to the book called Muleto Wamanong. It's a book that deals with corruption in government, corruption in various institutions. And, I mean, you can imagine that, that that's not a topic that writers typically want to deal with. You know, people want their staff to be um, happy-go-lucky. They want people to be happy when, when they receive the end product. Yeah. But writers are starting to show that bravery to say, I've got something to say. I don't care how it makes people feel. I'm going to say it exactly how I want it to, to be delivered. And what we're starting to see now is that we're starting to build a community of readers who read for leisure, who are mature, who are adults, um, who walk into a bookstore to buy the book purely for their own personal consumption. Yeah. And we're not necessarily writing for our books to enter the education sector. Your book is published by Zara Publishers in yes. South Africa. Correct. And they also have a stable, a small stable, but a stable nonetheless of mm. African language books. Are you seeing a bigger interest in African languages by publishers generally in South Africa? To be honest, I can only speak for Setswana because I write in Setswana and I engage a lot with um, the Setswana reading community. I have to say that as an outsider looking into some of our other languages in South Africa in particular, there's still a lot of work to be done. To be fair, there's still a lot of work to be done in Setswana as well, although we're starting to see more and more young authors coming to the party because we need younger voices, we need bolder voices, we need people with a different outlook on life that's different from, from, you know, writers that operated in the 80s and the 70s and so on. So I would say, you know, people are starting to embrace their local languages a bit more than was the case five, ten years ago. But we still need to see more. And I would like to encourage young people in particular to start writing in their local languages. On that note, uh, thank you very much for this uh, short interview. And thank you. I wish you luck with your new Thank you, Shumar. Appreciate it. All right.